the next step to go even deeper with the authenticity piece is something that we call the heart speech. So we built out this model called the heart speech model. And the heart speech is where you actually use your voice, voice dictation. So I may, I might just use my phone and use my note section, or there's an app called Otter. Maybe you're familiar, O-T-T-E-R. And Otter is an app where it both audio records your voice and transcribes your voice. The main point is to have some way to transcribe your voice, right? What I like to do is think about what is the topic or theme that is really reflecting what I want to bring into this communication that I'm using AI for. So instead of thinking about the entire piece, so for example, if I was having it write a marketing email to promote a book, right, then I would have my writing style, but I would also want it to have my actual voice. Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. My guest today is Amy Yamada, who's a former marketing director. She's also an expert in using AI to develop authentic messaging and form deep connections with your readers or with clients, which is great, particularly if you're writing nonfiction or if you're wondering how you can incorporate tools like ChatGPT into your creative workflow. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you, Brian. I'm excited to be here. So from what I gather, 2023 has been a big year for you and your business, uh, thanks to the popularity of AI. But before we talk about using ChatGPT, could you give listeners a bit more information about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I know we, you and I had the chance to have a conversation before we started uh, this podcast. And when we talked about me coming from corporate, it's so funny. I had a flashback to my corporate years and how while I am very grateful for the experience, it was a completely different life. You know, that was about 12 years ago. And um, so I, I'm definitely someone who, you know, has always been passionate about connecting with people and doing a good job and whatever it is that I'm doing. But I realized once I'd been in corporate for about 15 years, I realized that deep down inside, I remember thinking, I know I'm meant for more and I know I'm meant for something different than what I've been doing. And so I, I took the leap of faith to go off on my own. And uh, when I look back, you know, the first few years was a lot of figuring things out. And then, um, and then just really thinking about how can I best serve people? And I really found my passion when it comes to uh, messaging, and as you said, like deep human connection, and then, uh, and then fast forward to this year, bringing AI into it. So it's just been a really exciting journey, you know, with the highs and the lows and everything in between. Uh, but I'm, I'm really grateful for these last 12 plus years. And yeah, just looking forward to what's next as well. That's quite a long time to be out working for yourself. So congrats on working for yourself for that long. Hard to do. What type of clients do you work with at the moment? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> so up until this year, it was it really has predominantly been coaches, like whether it's business coaches, life coaches, health coaches, uh, relationship coaches, you know, different types of coaches, consultants, mentors. But this year, it has broadened from that. I know we, we always talk about like, find your niche in business, right? But it actually has broadened in that what we've been teaching has been going above and beyond the coaching industry. So once we started to really leverage AI, you know, and it's been such a hot topic this year, we had people that were, um, they were entrepreneurs, but in different fields. So we've had some commercial realtors and agency owners. But really, when I when I think about the the golden thread amongst them, it's people like entrepreneurs who care about building an authentic relationship with their audience and their future clients. So I'd say that's now the through line as, as we continue to move forward is that we just really want to help entrepreneurs who, who are relationship-based and they care about building that authentic relationship with their audience and future clients. A lot of authors 
and freelancers will be entrepreneurs in some way. You know, they're investing in their book or their writing. Perhaps they have a nonfiction book and, you know, they have coaching or a business uh, behind it. So AI is, is like the biggest trend of 2023. ChatGPT is changing how people write and think about writing. When did you start using AI? Uh, late November of last year. So right, right when ChatGPT came out, my, my partner, Ken, he kept nudging me saying, hey, check this out, check this out. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm busy with other things. Like I thought it was just another platform of sorts, you know? Yeah. But uh, finally, he, he just caught my attention and said, watch this. And he prompted ChatGPT to write an email about something and it just, you know, cranked it out so quickly. I thought, what is this? You know, so I'm sure for those who've been playing with it this year, uh, perhaps have had the same experience. And while I was really impressed by the productivity and the efficiency of it, it was lacking for me initially was the authenticity of it. And I really care about this authenticity piece. So I thought, well, I would love to use this tool. It's amazing. However, if it doesn't sound like me, if it sounds kind of generic or robotic, I don't want to use it. And so uh, that's been a big focus this year about bringing this authenticity, the authentic voice into AI so that when when I am writing, then that authenticity can come through. And even for those, I know that uh, we're, we're talking about writers, you know, and, and writing books. And so whether whether you're writing a nonfiction or a fiction or whatever type of book it is, if you think about the, the reader, right? If you think about who is it that's reading this, then we can think about what is the way in which I want to reach these people to buy my book and to enjoy it. So I'm excited to uh, talk about this today. Yeah, the first time I used ChatGPT, like many people, I couldn't believe uh, the results. But I suppose after using it for a few months, I actually realized that, you know, the results aren't always as good as you think they are. There can be hallucinations or inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I can you can nearly tell when something's written by AI. So you really have to use the correct prompt and train it to write in your your own voice. But could you describe your process for using AI or ChatGPT or perhaps elaborate? Yeah, yeah definitely. And it, and uh, these days I, I use both ChatGPT and Claude. And uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Claude, it's, it's similar to ChatGPT. It just it can take more information in. And my experience of it when it comes to marketing, copywriting, I, I believe it's, it's done a better job. But I, I go b- between the two. So they're, they're both great. But my process really has to do with thinking about communication. So there's a sender and a receiver, right? Like I'm the sender and then whoever's the recipient of my communication is the receiver. And so what I like to do is to first train AI on my unique writing style. And so we, we've developed a prompt where we actually have ChatGPT analyze a piece of writing that I've done so that it can come up with seven different elements, characteristics of my unique writing style. So then I can repurpose that summary when I'm prompting it again in the future to write in my voice. So that's that's the, the initial step that we take. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So do you have to use that prompt each time or is there a way to pick up from where you left off? We use the prompt once to get the summary of like, basically it, it, it breaks down like your rhetorical patterns, your, your values, your content patterns. It just break, breaks down these different seven elements of the way in which you write. And then you can save that description. And then, yes, you do need to use that description if you want it to use that unique writing style or unique voice. Does that make sense? So I think it does. Uh, maybe I'll talk through it and you can correct me if, if I get it wrong. So I would say yeah. something like, hey, ChatGPT, here's a description of how I write. And then I'm pasting in the description that I've generated. Now, please provide, I don't know, some text based on this description in my writing voices. Is, is that the process? 
Yeah, it's it's a little bit more specific. Than that. I'm happy to, to give you this prompt. It's it's a bit more involved with the prompt itself. But yes, it's it's essentially that where you say, okay, here, like analyze my writing style, but then it gives like a very specific way to analyze it, and then a sample of your writing, and then you prompt it with that, and it'll reflect back to you your unique voice and writing style. Okay, broken down into seven elements. Yeah. Could you give us the prompt? I'd love to hear it. If you don't have it to hand, it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't have it in front of me. I don't have it memorized. Yeah. but uh, but I can give it to you. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's okay. Okay, so so when you've used uh, ChatGPT or when I use ChatGPT to to generate some text, you know, I usually find it still needs reworking and editing and revising. You know, I consider it like a first draft, and I consider AI as like a tool. So, so when you've trained it in the way you've described, what's your next step? The next step to go even deeper with the authenticity piece is something that we call the heart speech. So we built out this model called the heart speech model. And the heart speech is where you actually use your voice, meaning voice dictation. So I may, I might just use my phone and use my note section, or there's an app called Otter. Maybe you're familiar, O T T E R. And Otter is an app where it both audio records your voice and transcribes your voice. The main point is to have some way to transcribe your voice, right? What I like to do is think about what is the topic or theme that is really reflecting what I want to bring into this communication that I'm using AI for. So instead of thinking about the entire piece, so for example, if I was having it write a marketing email to promote a book, right, then I would have my writing style, but I would also want it to have my actual voice. So a human prompt that I can give you to transcribe something that you really want to say is to simply say, what I really want to say is, and then transcribe something that you're passionate about. So Brian, let me ask you this. Like, what is a topic or theme that you are passionate about? Uh, right now, I've been thinking a lot about how a writer can build an audience for themselves by writing online and perhaps on social media. Okay. Yeah, so you could even speak into that. Like, and why are you passionate about that? Like, what, what about that is exciting to you? I'm passionate about that because years ago, a writer would have to ask for permission from a gatekeeper. For example, the editor of a newspaper, which, which is an experience I had, or perhaps an agent in a publishing company, or perhaps a magazine that they wanted to write for. They almost had to get approval to find a way to get their work in front of readers. Whereas now, all you need is you know, an ability to put a bit of work in and push through when you feel like you're not getting any traction. Uh, and then you can build a relationship directly with readers and earn a living from writing. That's amazing. So you could do a voice transcription and speak into this topic and just have even a paragraph about a paragraph of your words and then just have your raw unedited words as a block, right? That you would copy and paste into ChatGPT. So then you'd have your writing style summarized and what we call your heart speech and then tell it what you want it to do with it. And that way it'll really pull from your actual voice. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So so if I understand you correctly, am I talking about a topic that I'm passionate about, like I just did there into a transcription app and then pasting the text into ChatGPT? Yep, that's right. That's that's very clever. So I, I'd imagine that that automatically helps somebody get over the hurdle of staring at, at a blank page or a flashing cursor yeah. or wondering how to get through the first draft because, you know, anybody can talk about a topic. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's, that's what's so fun about it is that, you know, and, and if you think about whatever it is you're working on, like I often will speak into authenticity or deep human connection or really empowering people to be true to who they are, right? So I, so I may just get on my soapbox a bit and transcribe my voice about that topic. And then that will come through in whatever I'm prompting ChatGPT to do for me. So it's, um, it's a way to not have to do so much revising once 
ChatGPT or Claude or whatever platform you're using comes up with this initial response because you're actually feeding it with such great inputs that it's understanding you on a whole different level. Okay, so I feel like ChatGPT or Claude is understanding me. Now it's going to generate something for me, but do I need to be specific about what the output is going to look like? For example, you know, writing sales copy in my tone of voice is very different to to writing an article, let's say. Right, yeah. So if you, if you want to go even deeper, you can you can actually have it create several different voices or writing styles based on different things that you've written in the past. So that way you have these different summaries and that's saved in a different document. And that way you can copy and paste whichever writing summary that's analyzed by ChatGPT. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you're, you're almost having a library of... Well, every writer should have a library of their work that they can reuse and repurpose, but you're taking that one step further by having a library of content you generated with AI in your own voice and then reusing that to iterate. Exactly. So what, what, what are your clients using this approach for? Because cause that's just, this is very specific. It's quite unusual. I, I haven't heard of anyone using AI like this before. Yeah, yes, it's quite different, right? My clients have been using it for, I mean, since they are, they are all entrepreneurs of different types and they market themselves online, of course. So they're using it for marketing emails, social media posts. They're using it for like anytime they want to communicate and bring their voice into it. So they might come up with uh, a workshop or a webinar or masterclass outline. Um, some of them are in the podcasting world as well. So for show notes and things like that to keep that to save time on what it is that they're creating, really any form of communication that they want to bring their authentic voice into it. So even if it's, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes entrepreneurs need to have a difficult, need to write a difficult email to a client or a difficult email to a, a team member, well, they can even do a voice transcription of what they really want to say, <laughs> but then have ChatGPT write it in a more cordial light way or whatever it is that they want to have um, created for them. So, so even those difficult conversations can be refined, if you will, by AI and can support with those those emails that perhaps in the past, I mean, I know for me, you know, every once in a while, if I had a client that wasn't happy about something, I would make it personal to me, I would take it personally. And then I would spend hours thinking like, Oh, what should I write back to them? Or what should I say to them? You know, and uh, of course, I needed to work through my own stuff on that. But, um, but now it's very helpful to have a tool that can actually create these difficult um, communication elements for you. Very novel way of using AI. How did you come up with this approach? Yeah, well, part of it was just problem solving because I thought this is a really great tool to save me so much time and energy and even money. However, how can I get it to do this for me? How can I get it to do that for me? Right? Like I just started to ask the questions and experiment with it. And for the first half of this year, I probably slept less than I should have because I was just kind of experimenting with it and figuring out like, well, how can I prompt it in a way that it really gets this? And then just in recent months, uh, my, my partner Ken and I, we really shifted our focus from making sure that it's authentic to our voice and then focused the spotlight on the client or the recipient. So now what we've done is we, we've developed um, an automation tool that is called your ideal client handbook. So it's, it's where just with a few inputs by you inputting, what is your purpose? Like, why do you do what you do? And then what is your desired transformation or desired outcome for your ideal client? And in this case, like what kind of business do you have? Just by having a few inputs, it goes into this production queue behind the scenes. And then it goes through a really deep dive qualitative analysis that it creates leveraging AI. And then it emails the buyer of the ideal client handbook, their handbook itself. And so it's, it's really been an exciting tool to share with our clients because then not only do they have the ability to train AI on their voice, 
so they can now train AI on who they are meant to serve on a very, very, very deep level. So beyond demographics, it goes into psychographics and uh, what are their fears and frustrations and aspirations for their worldviews or buying habits. I mean, it, it goes so deep uh, to where it even shares what a potential diary entry would be for them. So just going so deep on their thoughts and by then uploading your handbook into AI with your voice and who you, you are, what you're about, then you can prompt it and it'll, it'll take everything to the next level in terms of how you want to communicate with the people that you want to serve. So if I'm going to follow a process like what we described there a few moments ago, is there any particular type of writing I should use? How much should I prepare? Does it matter how it's yes. structured? For it to analyze your writing style, that initial step? Yeah, yeah for the step work? of analyzing my writing, so it writes in my own voice. Yeah, even, um, you know, usually one to two paragraphs is totally fine. Uh, so it doesn't have to be super lengthy. And um, so I always tell my clients, if you have an email you've written, a blog, an, an article, a couple of chapters from a book, if it's in the voice that you want it to like, use in the future, then just use that. Or like we were saying, if you want to create several different voice, kind of quote unquote voices, if you will, then you can input these different ones one at a time so that you get that summary back to uh, describe your voice. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. A good prompt I came across a while ago that your, yours is much better, but it, it was a uh, rewrite this so it sounds like a human and has sentence variation and that helps eliminate the robotic sounds that you get from standard AI or at least ChatGPT 3.5. But this is really taking it to the next level. So do, do you spend a lot of time collecting writing prompts or playing around with prompt tools? Um, not, not as much now that we're really focusing on the ideal client side of it, you know, like in the last few months of a big focus of ours, because we recognize that so often we're focused on ourselves versus like really going deep on, on the other person, right? The people that we're meant to serve. And so, uh, so we've just been really exploring that and using that tool, even to do things like uploading the ideal client handbook into AI. And then we've created these in-depth prompts to create something like a focus group. So imagine thinking about, okay, so I know you're speaking to writers. Imagine creating an AI-generated focus group of three of your favorite readers of your book or buyers of your book. And then you could have a facilitator. So you're actually engaging with an AI-generated focus group of, of three people that are the ones who are going to love your book the most and ask them questions. What, you know, what do you love about this book? Or what do you... When you choose to buy a book, what are you looking for, right? Just to really engage and inter- like, imagine just interacting with them as if they were actual human beings. It's pretty wild what you can learn from things like this. So it's, it's, it's been a powerful exercise. Yeah, I found ChatGPT is great for uh, as a type of research assistant uh, once you fact check the research. Uh, and then secondly, it's great for reorganizing information. Um, so if you have all themes you want to include in an article that'll help restructure them. So it saves a lot of time with the outlining process. So I've used ChatGPT the most, and then I've played around with some of the tools that generate articles. Which ones do you use? Is it mostly Claude and ChatGPT, or have you tried any others? Yeah, I've really focused on those two. I mean, being that I've been uh, involved in AI this, this past year, I, I often have people ask, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried this? And at the, at the beginning, even early on, I, I thought, oh, gosh, I could get so distracted easily by all these different opportunities. Uh, so I just really was, I just put blinders on. I said, you know what, I'm going to focus on ChatGPT. And then Claude, because that's uh, that's really what I'm using in my own business. And it's been helping a lot of my clients as well. And do you, have you noticed much of a difference between Claude and ChatGPT? Uh, I, I haven't tried Claude as much, uh, mostly because it's a bit harder to access from Ireland. But um, 
Right. And hopefully it'll expand yeah. sooner than later. Um, I know that's been one of the frustrations. I know it recently expanded to like 96 or 98 more countries. So hopefully it continues to expand. But um, I've really loved using Claude, but I mean, they're, they're both great. And I know you were saying like, sometimes you'll get something back from ChatGPT and you're like, oh, it's not quite, you know, what I want it to be. And just the other night, even though I had, I'd done all the things to train it on on my voice, it, it wrote an email that I thought, what is this? It was so flowery and like, it just had all these cutesy metaphors. And I'm like, what is, you know? And so I did I did use a, a feedback prompt like the one you said, where I said, you know, write another version of this that sounds like a normal human being, <laughs> you know, like something like that. And then it, it calmed down a little bit. So it had a it had an off day, like sometimes we do. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was using that social media tool there this morning. Yeah. And it helps with managing comments on LinkedIn, but it has a chat GPT integration and it'll show you all the comments and then generate auto responses. So I, I generated a few to see what they'd look like, but it was like, I, I would never say that. <laughs> so I couldn't use I couldn't yeah. use any of them. So it didn't save me any time. But yeah, if I had something that could, could write up my own voice, I mean, that, 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 would, that would be brilliant to be like having a, a third pair of hands or a second pair of hands. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, definitely. So if somebody is wants to get started on this process for themselves, would you recommend, would you say the first step is that they gather a piece of writing and try and train ChatGPT with it? Yeah, I find that that's one of the most helpful ways to get to receive that summary so that you have it so you can then use it for future prompting. I would say that's that's probably the best uh, way to get started. And like I said, I'm happy to share with you a um, PDF on that exact prompt if they want to use ours. And uh, yeah, and then, and then just save it and you can have it analyze multiple writing styles, like we were saying before. Mm. Have you ever tried using it to analyze someone else's writing style? Like oh, to, to, sure, get you, yeah. to get your work to sound like it was written by someone else? I, I've, I've tried yeah, that a little on. bit. But <laughs> yeah, early on I did some of that. Uh, so yeah, so if you have someone that you really admire and you want to have some of your writing influenced by their voice or their style, you can certainly do that. But I always say to my clients, my audience, the best person you can be is you right and so like why why try to be like somebody else when when it's you and your voice um but if you want to play with it and see if there's some influence that you want to learn from then why not yeah i was i was recording a youtube video about this topic so i got chat gpt to rewrite a paragraph in the style of ernest hemingway and a couple of other authors yeah the results were a bit cliched to be honest (laughs) But it, it was just interesting to see what it came up with. But I, I hadn't gone through all of the steps that you've you described. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Have you any thoughts on wh- where AI is going to go for people who are creating content or how it's going to help them? Oh my gosh. You know, it's it's moving so fast. It's hard to keep up even being involved in it. I mean, every single day, it feels like there's something new that's happening. I believe it's it's just going to get, I mean, it's just going to continue growing and getting better and better and better. I know there can be some fears around this topic. Um, you know, for example, people using the likeness of somebody's actual, you know, audio voice or their video. So it's just about, you know, using it for, you know, using the tool for what it is that you can use it for that you're, that will help you save time and energy and money and stress. But yeah, I just, I think it's just going to keep, it's going to keep growing. I mean, I, early this year, I connected with some AI power users that have been deep in AI for much longer than I have. And one of the things that they shared was that within the next five years, it's predicted that something like 95% of all content online will be generated by AI. And so that can either be exciting or terrifying, depending on how you look at Bo- it. Both, yeah. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, just robots, you know, posting or putting content out there. But uh, the way I look at it, that's, that's why I'm taking such a big stand for authenticity because yeah. 
to me, it's like, as long as we're bringing our own authentic human voice into it and leveraging it and using it to amplify it versus replace it, then I don't mind it being so highly used, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've, I've published a lot of informational content over the past few years. But I, I am thinking now that just like AI is obviously going to do that going forward. So I'm asking myself these days, you know, what can I write or what can I commission? Yeah. And to publish that only a human can write rather than yeah. something that's information organized in a specific way. Yeah, I'm curious, what are you mainly using AI for? Well, for example, like for the headline for this podcast, I'll ask it to come up with five variations. Um, and I'll also use AI to write the, the show notes. I'll also use it to generate outlines for articles. I don't use it to write entire articles because just the results are never... They need so much work, it'd be nearly easier just to write the article from scratch. But to be honest, I'm still learning how to to incorporate it as part of a workflow for writing. So I'm going to go and experiment with what, what you, you, you've recommended there there because it sounds like a great approach. I've also used it for uh, our research uh, and then just for basic things like, uh, I don't know, recipes and so on. Like I find the mobile app is quite good. Uh, for chat GPT, because you can ask questions. Yeah. It's like having a, a research assistant in your, in your pocket. Totally. Uh, now, sometimes I get frustrated with it because the results aren't always accurate. Uh, and then it can get, it can hang or can get a bit slow if you're looking to, for it to generate too much. But uh, mm-hmm. I suppose those are just theading problems. I would expect it to get, to get better over time. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So if, I mean, if someone's listening to this and they want to learn more about your approach, where should they go? Yeah, I'd say that the easiest way would be to go to my Instagram and it's just at Amy Yamada and, uh, or I mean, everything at this point is pretty much under my name. So if you want to go to my website, it's amyyamada.com. If you look me up on Facebook, it's Amy Yamada. So it's under, everything's under my name. I'll put the links in the show notes. Thanks for your time, Amy. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please consider leaving a short review on the iTunes store or sharing the show on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. More reviews, more ratings, and more shares will help more people find the Become a Writer Today podcast. And did you know for just a couple of dollars a month, you could become a Patreon for the show? Visit patreon.com forward slash become a writer today, or look for the support button in the show notes. Your support will help me record, produce, and publish more episodes each month. And if you become a Patreon, I'll give you my writing books, discounts on writing software, and on my writing courses. Thank you.